What was that? Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. What is that stuff? Plastique. Silly putty with a bang. Hey, welcome back. Wow. It's episode 11 of Mullets and Memories. Crazy. I am your host, David Champa. I am Gregory Klein. Hi, guys. Welcome to episode 11. So, as you have joined us literally for the last episode, which you hopefully heard about less than a minute ago because we are releasing these episodes in the exact same day this episode was a very intense episode probably one of the most intense mostly because i i would consider this a complete tour de force on the part of richard dean anderson yes indeed this episode is called nightmares and you know we already kind of recapped it briefly in the last episode but basically it's um you know macgyver gets poisoned with a hallucinogenic drug and he only has six hours to basically find the cure or steal steal the cure back it's like an early version of the movie crank yeah but only only he doesn't have to keep his heart rate up he just has to try to remember everything and not throw up right right exactly so this episode really plays up the um six hours and the time goes very quickly well i also have to mark that this is the first episode that from what we gather they they officially stopped doing the opening gambit yes and you can very distinctly tell because the pace of the episode is drawn out a little bit they take their time with a a few things a little bit more the right the scenes are a little more relaxed because they have an extra 10 15 minutes to play with right because we have to remember back in the 80s and the 90s they had less commercials so they could run these and film these episodes longer so like these episodes like without the opening gambits you're running these episodes 47 minutes Right. You know, nowadays you have a TV show, it's about 41 minutes. So you lose six minutes already. But like with the opening gambits being five to seven minutes apiece, your actual episode is only about 39 minutes yeah. with the opening gambit. So now you have seven to eight minutes to play around with, whereas you didn't have those for the first 10 episodes mm-hmm. of the season. Right. Um, but this episode was good. So. Solid. So we open up on Mac, and he's walking along, uh, basically, he's walking along the docks. His his opening thing says, they say that 80 uh, 80 decibels of running water is a pleasing sound. Yes. But after being on a boat for 10 days, you're kind of tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, he's coming back from somewhere off off a mission. Right. And this is like the beginning of him being back home. So he's walking along the docks and he walks past this girl who has pulled up a big giant wad of seaweed out of the bay. With a fishing rod. With a fishing rod. And she's just like, she's not, and she doesn't attempt to like pull it off. She's just standing there like just slapping the lure <laughs> against the pavement, getting really frustrated. Right. So Mac doubles back and he asks her what's going on. And she's like, oh, she's like, I can't catch this fish. This he's is, like, this seaweed isn't a very good lure. He's like, this is a brand new lure. I can't catch this fish. And so... Mac decides he's like, oh well, you know what a really good way to do is my grandfather, um, Grandpappy Mac. He once told me that the best way to catch a fish is what did he say? To I, think like a fish. To think like a fish. Thank you. Wow, my brain. 
I, I we just watched this like less than a half hour ago and my brain is shot <laughs> so he picks up a gum wrapper nicely a beautifully placed gum wrapper right in front of his foot right and he kind of like folds it origami style into like this little swan and then he hooks it onto the reel uh-huh. and he's like all right go ahead and try that and he walks away i can't pay you he's like yeah she's like well just go ahead and catch a fish so he walks away and greg and i watched the timer on the dvd player and timed it from the second he said go ahead and catch me a fish to when she caught a fish 11 seconds <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, and it was in real time there were no cuts right it was amazing 11 seconds and she's like oh 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 i got one <laughs> He's like, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, you did. So we cut away and we meet for the first time. We meet Pete Thornton. Pete. So that is played by Dana Elkar, who we've seen only once before. He was in the pilot, but he didn't play Pete. Pete Thornton, right. he played a completely different character. Pete is the only character besides MacGyver who is in the bulk of the rest of the series. I think Pete's in like 118 episodes or something like that. Right. Whereas MacGyver's obviously in the whole series. So we meet Pete not very long in this episode, but it was just kind of a brief introduction. He plays a a significant character, but not a big part. Right. I guess. Right, exactly. So He's the catalyst in the beginning. So Mac is on the dock to meet Pete to give him this list that he got overseas. He procured from some spy or whatever. And he's here to give it to Pete. Do you notice how when this is not the first episode where we've had to deal with a list, they don't actually ever tell us what the lists are. They're like, yeah, we just need to hide this list or here's the list that I need to give to you or here's the here's the here's the list of people or here's like the the it's right. never they never explain like what these are. It's always just like, oh, here's the list because you don't need to know. Right. Have you ever seen the movie Ronin? Yes. You never need to know what's in the case. It doesn't matter. True. Yeah. I just think it's funny that there's just it's always just a list. Right. It's never just like, well, here's some nude photos of Ass Gobbler from <laughs> <laughs> Right, right. Oh sorry. Anyway. Axminster. Axminster. God, he's the worst. Anyway, so yeah, so Greg said, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Finish what you were saying. I don't remember what I was Oh yeah. You were talking about he Pete. was there to meet Pete. Uh, and so Max is gonna give Pete the and so it cuts these two guys that are in a car and there's like oh he's here to meet pete pete thorne's here to like to pick it up personally yeah and so basically they're they're gonna target them and uh yeah so anyway mac and pete start walking and talking um mac puts on his sunglasses mac takes off his sunglasses (laughs) five for no reason yeah it was awesome Um, and then they see these guys in suits walking up okay first one of the guys in the car Tells his men to get ready, and then they in, the, the the camera pans out, and there's this guy, <laughs> this meathead. gigantic meathead, there eating this sandwich, <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, how you doing?" And the the guy who's foreign, he's like, "I thought you were, you know, you know, yeah, yeah. I need you to be professional and all that." See the meatball sub. I know it's just stuff in his face, <laughs> um, but he proves to be very effective. Yeah, yeah, he's a menacing, he's a menacing presence in in the grand scheme of things, yeah. which is nice. But so anyway, Mac and Pete Thorn Thorn Thornton Thornton, right? Pete Thornton are walking, and they see these guys in suits, and Mac's like, "The your guys?" He's like, "No." He's like, "Okay, which one do you want to take?" And Pete says, "Both. You have to get out of here because right. Mac has the, the right. stuff." So they start running, 
and Mac goes one way, Pete runs another way, Pete draws his gun, and within two seconds, he's already shot. Shot the immediately. <laughs> immediately shot, arm, shot. Shot in the arm right to the ground. He just like falls on the ground. It's shot in the arm, not, not not fatal, but that's it. No, but that's it. It was so anticlimactic. You think Pete's going to be like, yes, he's going to get him. He's going to take these guys down. He pulls his gun and gets <laughs> shot in the arm. Okay. And then and Mac, we're done. Mac runs off, and that guy that was eating the sandwiches on his tail. Right. And he doesn't look like he can move, but this guy can move pretty quick. Yeah. But he runs like a freight train. Yeah. He's just like... <laughs> So before that, though, Mac, and he does eventually, he ends up hiding the list right before this whole thing happens. He hides the list. It's after this. Is it? Yeah, it's after. So Mac... Oh. Mac- Mac runs and hides between two cars while while this brick shit house is like following him, and then sneaks out behind him and clobbers him with his satchel. Yes, Mac runs across the the, the sidewalk um, to the other side of the parking lot next to like a van, sees if he can get into it, and then sees a lamp post and opens the electrical access in the bottom of the lamp post and throws the throw, list, yeah. throws the list in that looks like it's in a big red like. It's like, like a pill, lips, it's like a pill, pill container, container, yeah, like a suppository for yeah. s- like s- sneaking in secret stuff, right? <laughs> um, but then the next step is he sees a cop. Uh, he's like, okay, he says, I can tell that you're a police officer. I could really use you. But if you notice, he left his bag. He 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 put his bag down and never went back to get his bag. Right. Anyway, he walks up to the cop, and the cop's like, "What's going on?" Yeah, Mac turns around to point. And then this guy, judo chop, wah, right in the shoulder, and just, right in the shoulder, and then and then we cut to the first, the first of many awkward shots of Max's face. This one especially because he, I mean, obviously he like karate chops the dude in the shoulder. He karate chops Mac, but like we cut to this shot of Max's face. He looks so distorted and drunk and out, completely like, out of it for no reason. I mean, I know he probably got the wind knocked out of him to the ground, but like he looks bags under his eyes, sweating. Like, <laughs> Seriously, looks like sick, like like ill, right? Yeah. So the guys, I don't even know. I don't remember this guy's the main guy's name. I can't remember now. So he captures he captures Mac, right? And he takes him to. You learn he's East German. Okay, so East German. That's what we're gonna call him because I can't remember his name because I'm an idiot. E.G. Uh, E.G. So he captures him and he brings him up into the warehouse and he starts like he's like you know Mr. MacGyver we have ways of making you talk and he's like oh oh that's great and he's like but he's like I'm not gonna tell you yeah I'm not gonna tell you where this list is and he goes well, we have ways so he opens up this little briefcase and he pulls out a syringe and you can see Mac immediately is like Ugh. you know uh, guys I I got a real problem with needles <laughs> uh-huh. so so he, what are the other things he asked them to try to do to him. What does he say? Max like, well, you know, you could try water torture. Yeah, you could dribble some water down yeah. my forehead. How about the old hose, <laughs> hose in a bright light? What about hypnosis? Yeah. KGB uses that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the guy's <laughs> like, no. He's like, no. He, so he pulls out the syringe, and Max obviously got a fear of needles, and he pulls out this green liquid, and he pulls it out, and he says, he, inje- he they inject it into him, and he says, Mac, this, this has been, we have created this completely and solely based on you. Which I don't know how. Which doesn't make sense. Right. They've based this poison only on MacGyver's body type and his DNA. I I don't know how they... Something like that. Whatever they did, but they're like, yeah, this is specifically made for you. Basically, it's a poison that will cause him to hallucinate severely, which will then segue into excruciating pain, which will then segue into memory loss, which... A little backwards. Yes. It, the hallucinations combined with memory loss, yep. which will transition into the excruciating pain, and the memory loss will dissipate as he approaches death. Okay. In there, six, yes. in six, six hours. hours. <laughs> so he has six hours 
to give up the position or the location of the list for the antidote, or he's going to have to figure out how to steal the antidote himself. Well, the funny thing is, like, so this guy gives him six hours, right? Yeah. Where the first three, he's just hallucinating. Yes. So it's wasted time. Right. I thought it was a truth serum. Like, Mac wouldn't be able to hold himself back from, like, in True Lies or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, they just make him hallucinate horribly. Yes, that's it. And then the excruciating pain. I think that would be the point in the first place. Yeah. Just make him hurt. Absolutely. But no, they want to give him, like, the devil's acid trip. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's exactly what they do. So they do that, and they put Mac upstairs in a prison holding cell, which is consists of a cot, a toilet stall, and a large panel of electrical outlets yeah. <laughs> across the back of the wall. Um, so he spends an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out what he's going to do next. So he decides that what he's going to do is he's going to create a spring-loaded... I mean, I yeah. So basically, he's going to take his cot and he's going to turn it into like this, like a spring-loaded catapult, where he's going to knock these guys on their asses. Right. So he takes these springs out of the cot, which are not even necessary to the cot. Uh, they added these springs for the for the for the purpose of this show. Right. So they add the springs. So he pulls the springs out. He ties them to the top of the door. Did he tie them to the bottom? Yeah, he had four. So each corner of the of the bed frame essentially had these long strings of sl- essentially they look like slinkies all stretched out. Right. Um, to the top of the frame and the bottom of the frame that he anchored to pipes and whatever. Right. So basically, you have this big panel that's on. So he'll pull it back when they open the door. He'll let it go. Okay. And sl- smash them. And so that's exactly what he does. So he, he, but he he lures them up there by taking his belt off. And dancing in the window. No, he lures <laughs> taking his oh, belt off be great. and taking the sink apart and directing the water through his belt since it's like a looped leather belt. The, ho- yep. the middle's hollow. Directing the water into the electrical box yep. that go, drips down into the conduit and starts raining out of the cir- the circuit breaker panel down below. Yep. And the guys get distracted by that and realize, oh, it's Max. So they go up to open the door and he's waiting with his slingshot bed frame. Yes. And that that water them up. that water took way too long, yeah, to short that circuit box out before they all ran upstairs. Yeah, it should have been instant. So yeah, so <laughs> Greg, like like Greg said, they run upstairs and he lets the bed go and it busts the door down and breaks the guy's nose off the hinges, blows the door off the hinges, breaks one guy's nose, and Mac makes his way out out of the building. Oh, and he's now starting to hallucinate. And by hallucinate, it's like the '80s version of it, where you just get the camera angles. That just like get up, everything gets wavy, and but he legitimately like, looks awful. Yeah, he looked really good. So he kind of stumbles out, and eventually he he almost gets plowed over by an eighteen wheeler, and the truck driver has has some words for him. Watch where you're going, you dumb drunk. So that. That's the first time he's referred to as a drunk. Right. Because he is legitimately messed up. Right. So the guys run out of the building and they're like, well, where'd he go? He couldn't have gotten that far. And they're like, oh, well, we can't find him. Can't like, find him. Well, you, better, you better find him. Right. Like split up and everyone goes. So they all kind of go in their different directions. And then we cut back to Mac, who's stumbling down a neighborhood drive, a neighborhood sidewalk. Right. Like crashing into the fences, crashing into the cars. Like and all of a sudden the, the whole ambiance changes. Like they're not in this industrial district anymore. Yeah. They're in like a neighborhood. Right. And so Mac looks up and he sees this group of people walking across the street. And one of them happens to be the girl that he helped out with the fishing and so they kind of have an exchange as they as they finally notice that mac is stumbling down the driveway yeah. 
bedroom, man. He's drunk. Check him out. That's him. Huh? Who? That's him. I know him. You're kidding. What do you mean? I've never seen that guy before. No, with the fish. Dude looking like him is nobody to know. No. No, he's okay. He's a drunk. He did me a favor. No strings. Lisa, that dude is messed up. Look at him. Yeah, he like falls down between a, a pickup truck and a car. Yeah. And he looks like hell. He I mean, he looks terrible. Though a lot I mean, I think at this point like an hour and a half or two hours have passed. Right. Oh, that's right. So they injected him with this and gave him the spiel on the time frame of this drug and they put a wristwatch on him that's counting down from 6 hours. Right. So, he has an idea. And so as I guess as the audience, we also get to see the pressure Right, but things get a little skewy. I mean, right. it's not perfect. Right. So at this point, Mac has no his he's hallucinating, but his memory is completely gone. Yeah, he doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know what he's doing. He, why he's feeling the way he does. He basically can't talk. He can't even talk. Like he has, he has like the words <sighs> aren't coming out of his mouth. So this girl finally is like, you know what? I I have to go. I have to go check in and see what's going on. Yeah. And so one of the guys, the bo- the guy in the party's like, well, why are you going to do that? You're a runaway. Right. <laughs> What the fuck point does that make? Just, just what does that have to do with anything? Stuffing the backstory down the audience's like, throat. You're a runaway. Great. What does that have to do with anything? She's trying to help her, this guy that she right. met. Well, I guess the <laughs> point is that that they don't want her to have trouble, and she doesn't want trouble because she ran away from home because she did initially. Anyway, yeah, she doesn't want to go back home, and so the cops will make her go back home. True. Okay. So... She runs over to MacGyver, and she can't figure out what's going on, so eventually she looks up and sees a cop, and she goes, well, I guess I'm going to have to. And so she starts heading towards the cops, and MacGyver finally musters up enough energy, and he just is like, no! Because he's having flashbacks of when he, right. initially, when he ran up to that cop in the, at the uh, at the harbor, and the cop clobbered him because he was a bad guy. Right. So right. he's like, no! No police! No police! And then he passes out he's again. Like, she picks him up, and they walk. I really, really wanted him to puke in the bed of that pickup truck. I kept thinking he was going to because he kept he would like turn one way and like look at the girl, and then he would literally just turn and put his entire face over into the bed of the truck. I'm like, just puke. I know you want to puke right now. <laughs> just freaking do it. So he passes out again, and then he finally kind of regains consciousness enough so that this girl can help him, and she walks him to her home which isn't sure. really much of a home she's a runaway and so she's right. just she's in an abandoned building that she kind of crafted for herself mm-hmm. she's kind of like a female-ish macgyver she's got a lot of contraptions she's got right. these batteries set up in the house to re- so that she can hook them up to the jumper cables for electricity um she's got like a little hot plate in the back corner yeah of the, the house. funny thing is like she tries to get some information she says her name's lisa she tries to get information right. from him but he doesn't remember anything right he doesn't even remember helping her fish in the morning right um but she's like well are you hungry will that help he's yeah. like yeah i'm so hungry i could eat a and she says fish yeah and she goes she goes to get the fish which is in a styrofoam cooler the, so Who she knows how the, long it's been yeah, sitting there. Like the, I'm <laughs> presuming room temperature fish because there's no ice in it. There's right. nothing. She's like, and she gives it to him and says, "Here, let's see if you can debone this." This <laughs> guy, right. this guy who is obviously shredded on whatever, and she's That's like, right. "Let's see if you can debone this fish." And so he he picks up the knife and he's just like staring at the knife and he's like flicking it with his fingers and he finally just puts it over and he's like. Trying to sharpen trying it on a sharpen bucket it. or something. I'm like, what do you do? And she's like, you're like me. You make do with what you have. And so I think it was at that point that he finally comes out and he goes, 
My name's MacGyver. Well, it's after right? that. It's after that. He asks her, so what's your story? Like, no, because he, he looks around, sees where Lisa is, and Lisa's obviously intelligent. Yeah. And he's like, so are you in some kind of trouble? And she goes, yeah, what's a nice girl like me doing in a dump like this? And she gives a bit of backstory about how her 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 father... What? How did she put it? Her father needed someone to beat up, so he married his mother. Or yes. Her mother. Yeah. Basically, he my dad needed a pun- my dad needed a pun- needed a punching yes. bag. So he married. So he married my he mom. Got married. Right. So he married my mom, and then so it got back and forth, and it learned that she just kind of got in the middle of it. She became the target of his aggression and her aggression. So she ran away, ended up in juvenile detention, trying to get it. You know, trying to get yep. stuff solved. Um, the judge essentially talked talk to her parents and said, "You gotta, you guys gotta do better." So made her go back home, and this is where she says this really awkward line well, uh, about something about how her her dad got mad or whatever. I can't remember what she says, but, but something- essentially said and took it out on my face. <laughs> yes, it was just <laughs> awkwardly paused, awkwardly delivered. It was just a very really awkward- angry, and he took it all out. On my face, <laughs> like, which is not funny, but uh. we know what she was saying. But it's just the delivery just did not sound right. Did not sound right at all. So, long story short, she couldn't stay home. She ran away. Right, that's exactly. where she is. Exactly. So, but going to school, getting your GED. But what I love about that is that she's like, oh, she's initially she was like, oh, I don't want to bore you with that story. And he goes, oh, I'd love to hear it. I'm like, like you've got the time. He, but he doesn't remember at this point. <laughs> oh, I guess that's and, true. And he's just like, uh, but he really looks like crap. Yeah, and he's doing this great. Like the one thing about this show that I think ground ground on me, or like I don't know what the drag dragged me down. Yeah, was that he's really in a bad place throughout the whole thing. Yes, yes, he is. Like it's not the MacGyver you're used to. He no. is hurting. Yeah. It, oh, absolutely. It's very obvious. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So eventually she goes. She says she's like, well, they kind of have another conversation, and Lisa's like, oh well, you know, I these guys they're 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 traipsing around outside the house. This is when he starts remembering. So he starts like, getting these memories. He took back. a nap and he started having these nightmares. Uh, he's starting getting flashbacks and the nightmares of what happened in the morning because now his time's running down. It's like two hours left. So right. he's been gone. He was injected four hours ago. Right. And the, and the guy said he'd be in excruciating pain, which never really happens. No, you never see that. Um, he is definitely in pain. But yeah. yeah, and this is where his memory starts coming back and he starts reassembling what happened. He's like, oh, crap, I'm running out of time. Right. Right. So he has the hallucinations of the guy coming in with a pillow and trying to suffocate him. Which is all done to a soundtrack that sounded very much like Hellraiser. Yes. Yes, it's in the the, the soundtrack. And whoever composed this episode was a complete shift from the last nine episodes or ten episodes because this, this, this music was fantastic. Yeah. It really heightened the mm-hmm. intensity of the scene. I just wanted Pinhead to come out and be I have such wonderful sights to show you. Oh, yes. Yeah. So- so Lisa, you know, after he wakes up and he has that hallucination of the guy trying to kill him, Lisa's like, well, these guys are outside right now. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, there are guys outside. Maybe you should take a look at that. But she has no idea why he's there. He doesn't even remember until right. just now. So, I mean, yeah, there's some guys snooping around outside. Oh. Why would... Th- okay. Right. Exactly. So MacGyver gets sort of starts to get his memory back a little bit, and he remembers what's really kind of what's going on. So he needs to figure out how to get out. So he sets a diversion. He takes the uh, um, basically just the screen from a hollowed out television. He puts it on a chair. He connects the battery 
to a set of jumper cables and then <laughs> kind of wires it to the back of the tube TV. Yeah, to make so it that when the there. when the jumper cable ends touch, it's going to short it out and kind of blow, blow the tube up, blow the t- whatever it was. So he sets it up so that when the door opens, it pushes it together. So they leave. They put some music on to kind of get them to come upstairs. The guy opens the door. Nothing really happens. You just kind of see this big spark and smoke. And just they're to like, buy them time. They're like, oh, yeah. It bought them maybe five seconds. Right. But so they – go ahead. No, and, that's, and then they do the next thing, which is really smart. They get to the – Mac and Lisa get to this top floor, and he pulls a fire hose. Like they're still – you know, it's an abandoned building, but the stuff's still This was cool, yeah. He took the fire hose and dropped it out the window. Right. And she's like, there's no way I'm going down there. He's like, there's no way out. That's it. And the next scene, it cuts to the guys getting up there, seeing the fire hose, and like, damn it, they're out of here. Right. But then uh, (laughs) Meat Machine, the guy that was eating the sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, wait a second. And he he points to a a door, and he opens the door, and he's like, yeah, there's nobody in here. He he like thought about it. Maybe they're still there. Right. But he he just opened the door, and they left. Right. And then just... uh, a beat passes, and then this pile of junk and a couch starts moving, and Mac and Lisa are behind it, and they never went out the fire hose. It was just just a distraction. They used it as the. Yeah. It was good. It was it was a nice it was a nice moment, and I'm glad I'm glad that they kind of did that after the the bunk TV tube that yeah. half half exploded. Yeah. So. I mean, that's the, the one thing about this episode is there weren't as many. Well, there was. I guess towards the end, we're getting to another good one coming yeah. up. Yeah, it wasn't as like MacGyver esque, right? So they're able to get out, and they start heading back towards the um, <coughs> start heading back towards the warehouse. The warehouse, and he's giving Lisa instructions to call to call um, Pete Pete Thornton at the federal building and exp- basically say, "Tell him a guy was in trouble, and if I, tell him to meet me at this warehouse and blah blah blah. And if I'm not there, tell him the list is in 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 the light post where we were this morning." Right. Tells her all this stuff. Right. And she's like, why? This doesn't make any sense. And he's like, I did a job. Right. For the government. And she's like, ah, what? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's like, yeah. I mean, telling her all this classified stuff, I suppose. Right. So so Mac gets back to the, uh, he gets back to the warehouse and he's got a lot of time to set this thing up. So he sets up. But a- he gets back to the warehouse and he looks at his watch and he's only got 22 minutes. That's right. So his time is so time has gone really quickly. So he sets up this thing where he gets he gets two giant the five the five gallon jugs of water. He lays them next to each other and he ties them off. He gets two um, basically two pat not pallets two pieces of plywood mm-hmm. and he basically sets them up in front of these barrels and he rigs this whole thing up so that he 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 hoists the five gallon buckets of water all the way up as high as he can go he like loops it around the smoke alarm to set the smoke alarm off and when they find him he's just sitting in on the stairs yeah. he, he sets like, the smoke along off by burning some twine to get the smoke yeah to just to br- bring the guys out and he has this whole thing rigged up and they walk past him a little bit and he said, "Hey fellas." And he looks like garbage. Yeah. Oh, he looks like hell. He's sitting there on the on the stoop. He's like, "I don't feel too good." Yeah. You guys win. Like he needs yeah. the antidote. That's what he tells him. And so basically what he's doing is he's sitting there and he's got his foot on the end of the rope that's holding up the 5-gallon jugs of water, which I would have pulled right through his foot. Those things are heavy. <laughs> yeah. So he stands up and he's like, "All right, you guys, that's it. We're done. I'll get yeah. Well, I, you know, He's like, right. well, you got to get up and come with us. So he gets up, and he takes his foot off. The jugs come down. They hit the pallets, knock the barrels over, 
and incapacitate the two well, guys. Well, they don't totally. He punches them out afterwards in his state. Oh, he that's still right. Yes, beats the crap out of them. And then the East German guy jumps out of the office, seeing all the noise, and is like, Ugh, runs off and yeah. runs to the doors. And Mac is on his tail. And it's amazing. Like th- I wrote, Mac is a Nardog because yeah. this oh, is the, yeah. the tail end of his like his rope here. Yeah. And oh he yeah. Beats the crap out of this guy. Oh yeah. He destroys him. And right before he does that, the guy takes the takes the capsule with the pill in it. Yeah. And he just throws it into the drainage ditch. Right. Into the into the into the drain. And yeah, it's like a man, not a manhole, but a grate. Yeah. In, so in he, the side he tosses it. And it's just out of his reach. He can't get it. So the guy has been knocked unconscious. And so what he does is he takes a lead pipe. It's not lead. It's not lead. What's it's, the? It's, pi- it's got to be iron. An it's, iron pipe. It ha- yeah, because of what he does. Because so he takes it and he starts smashing it against the top of fire hydrant, basically. Because yeah. what he's doing is he's magnetizing. Yeah. The top of the As pipe. He, he's aligning the molecules. He's al- yes, yes, he's aligning the molecules <laughs> and he's magnetizing. All the ions it. go to one end. So he reaches down. That's what he says. Oh, that's right. All the ions go to one end. So he reaches down with the pipe after he's magnetized it and he gets it hooked on. I think he attempts it twice. He does, yes. The first time he gets it a little ways up and it drops and he can't get it. Second time he pulls it all the way up and he finally does get it through and is able to. You know, I wrote a note. I thought it was funny. Like when you picked up the pipe, I thought he was going to use it as a pry bar to bend the grate out. Yes. And so that was surprising. I'm like, okay, that's not what I was thinking. But then he runs. When I see him run over to the fire hydrant and start hitting the fire hydrant, and Lisa's watching him do this. I thought they were playing on the fact that he's so messed up. He doesn't know what he's doing yeah. anymore. He's just hitting a fire hydrant with a pipe. But no, he's making a magnet because yeah. it's MacGyver. Because MacGyver. And that's it. So he gets the pill. He takes the pill with not much time. I don't think they actually do a final. Two minutes left? Is it two minutes? Yeah, of it's course, it's like down to, the, down to the wire. So he takes that. He was able to take the pill. Now, I'd be curious if anyone's out there in the medical field. If Could, could there be a drug? like for your benefit or not that has such an accurate timeline provided if they tailored it to you if they knew your body you know your your whatever i guess your girth certain basic things yeah. about you could that happen maybe i don't know a problem i don't know it's, it's interesting it's an interesting here's a pill theory. in exactly two hours you'll get incredibly dizzy and at the four hour mark give or take a moment yeah. you will take a gigantic dump yes and that would happen to me anyway, and that would be all fine. Yeah. So, obviously, of course, MacGyver takes the pill, saves the day, saves himself, and saves Lisa. And they share a lovely exchange together right by the end, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll lead us out to that. All right. That's it? That's it. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask what's in it. Well, I'll tell you. It's a bargaining chip worth a lot to a lot of people, including you. I'm going to talk to Pete Thornton about arranging a government scholarship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, MacGyver. You, yeah. A government scholarship. He gives Lisa, tries to get Lisa a government scholarship. That's the end of it. That's it. Yeah. Once again, quite the abrupt ending. Although not as abrupt as last week's, but no, still. Right. So that's it. That's uh, that's Nightmares. Really intense episode. I have a morality thing here, though, about, yes. about the pill. I'm just going to go on a little tangent here. Tangent away. Okay. So if this, this, this East German guy, the villain, essentially, yeah. tries to extort the information from MacGyver by giving him an injection that's going to kill him eventually. Right. 
And he, why have the anecdote? Why have the antidote? Right. Why have it anyway? I mean, I mean, so again, granted, that's the reason for Mac to to give you the information is to give him the antidote. Yeah. But why would he even tease him with like at the end? Here it is. Yeah. I guess he's still trying to get the information at the end. Yeah, but I also thought the other at the same time, like what. If Mac was the type of person to be like, okay, well, then I guess I'm just going to wait it out and I'll die in six hours and you won't get it. He, yeah. He's like, you just won't find it. Yeah, right. Fine. <laughs> but the the guy resigned himself to the face. He's like, yeah, well, I guess we did the best we could and we'll have to tell our superiors True. that we couldn't get it because yeah. he's gone. He's going to be good dead point. anyway. And he, the guy respected MacGyver. He said, he's a t- he, he said something about him that he respected yeah. his perseverance or i don't know but that's a good point yeah no something interesting if you were to do that i guess would he have get would he have given him the pill if he gave him the information would he be that kind of a gentleman spot be like okay you're good or would he just be like nah this yeah pill, this pill was a placebo yeah wouldn't exactly. have done anything anyway w- would it have been yeah and what's how would i guess mac would go after it anyway but it could have been a placebo the whole time interesting interesting yeah. theory yeah i didn't even think about that Huh. We should have a whole show on just that whole concept. That's a good idea. I like that. All right. So that was a good episode, though. It was. I like coming it. up next really week, intense. Dave? Next week is an episode entitled Deathlock. A safe house turns out to be anything but when MacGyver discovers it is jam-packed with deadly booby traps set by a vengeful enemy. Sounds like this uh, cube. Quick thing. I think this is the episode where MacGyver turns a coffin into a jet ski. Oh, yeah. I think this is the one. I'm not positive, but I could I could be wrong, but we'll have to check it out. So, guys, that's it for Mollus Memories this week. For the week here, I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your host, Greg Klein. Have a great week, guys. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke.